This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. The Buck Sexton Show. Very pleased to be joined now by Bill Yenny. He is the author of Panic on the Pacific, How America Prepared for a West Coast Invasion. Bill, great to have you. Well, it's great to be here. I figured that this book would resonate with you since your your beat is uh, national security. Indeed it does, sir. That's why we're very pleased to have you. So uh, uh, tell us a bit about the panic on the Pacific. Americans were hit by the Pearl Harbor attack. We now think of it as that was just the beginning of the end for the Japanese. But if you're on the West Coast at the time, things were pretty scary for a while. Yes, they were. It was uh, it was a very scary time for the uh, for the whole country. We watched uh, the uh, the Japanese uh, destroy the Pacific Fleet in uh, in Hawaii. Uh, we watched them wipe the uh, Army Air Forces out of the sky in the Philippines and um, watched them uh, swallow uh, Southeast Asia like a uh, hot knife through margarine. And um, here on the, on the West Coast, there was a, uh, uh, just an unnerving sense of, uh, of fear. And um, thanks to uh, the... Uh, unsteady hand of uh, those in leadership positions out here, the fear turned to uh, outright panic. In 1942, the Japanese Times uh, broadcast out that, quote, the contention that the United States cannot be invaded is as much a myth as that the Maginot Line could not be taken or that Pearl Harbor or Singapore are impregnable. It will be for us to say when, where, and how we will strike. Clearly, there's a propaganda effect of that statement. They want to strike fear into the hearts of the enemy, that being us in this period. Uh, but what were some of the fears? What were some of the concerns? How could this have gone badly for the U.S. post Pearl Harbor? Well, it could have gone badly given if the uh, if the Japanese would have uh, uh, rerouted some of the Imperial Japanese Army forces that were sent into Southeast Asia. They, if they would have rerouted those to the West Coast, which they they could have done, they had a merchant marine that could have carried them and um, they could have moved them here um, and the west coast was uh, literally undefended it was uh, or virtually undefended the um, there were two regular army divisions one at fort ord near monterey and another one up at, uh, at fort lewis south of seattle and uh, some National Guard units, and that was about it. The uh, the fl- the uh, the fleet was at the at the bottom of Pearl Harbor, uh, one battleship uh, on the west coast, and it was uh, it was in in uh, in dry dock being repaired. 
Um, there were a handful of destroyers, so there essentially was no Navy, uh, very little Army, and um, the uh, Air Force had uh, just a scattering of uh, interceptors, and they were spread from Spokane to uh, San Diego, and uh, really uh, uh, pretty, pretty bad shape. Now, we know that there were Nazi, uh, Nazi submarines uh, just off the U.S. coast and, and, and harassing, and, uh, harassing U.S. shipping, attacking U.S. shipping, and, and uh, they got very close to the U.S. coastline. There were even some Nazi, Nazi saboteurs who landed. This all on the East Coast. What, well, what were some of the uh, close calls or what were some of the things that happened on the West Coast? Did, were there ever Japanese subs in, in, eye, in eyesight of, uh, of, the, of the West Coast of the United States? How close did they get? Oh yeah, absolutely. There's uh, they were uh, uh, they were sinking ships within uh, within sight of the Pacific Coast Highway. People were watching watching them uh, from the shore, attack, attacking uh, shipping up and down the West Coast, uh, from California to uh, the mouth of the Columbia and, and farther north. And um, then, of course, there was the uh, famous incident in uh, in, the, in February of. Uh, of 42 and um, submarine I-17 surfaced and started shelling the uh, the oil refineries near Santa Barbara. Um, another incident uh, some months later when uh, another uh, Japanese submarine got into a into a shelling duel with the um, uh, U.S. Army at Fort Stevens near Astoria, Oregon. Uh, Japanese submarine launched uh, um, airplanes uh, dropped incendiaries on the uh, on the forests in, up in Oregon, and uh, so yeah, they were. They were they I, I think very few on. people, and this is fascinating. I'm so glad you cover this in your book. I think very few people, very few, just you know, everyday Americans would recall or, or would remember studying or ever being told that the Japanese were actually shelling California at one point. That that does not get a lot of play in the history books and in the media. Uh, I, so I'm, I, it's interesting to, to hear the various instances of this because I, I don't think that people have much of a memory of this. I think it's Pearl Harbor, and then we went on the offense. That's what most people think. Well, that's, uh, that's sort of the uh, World War II for dummies approach, I guess, or the Cliff's Notes version of, uh, of World War II. But it... It was pretty scary, and the, like uh, he was saying, the the, uh, the scary part was that uh, when it came to national security, there really wasn't any out here, and um, uh, that that made people very worried. And then they had their their leaders, General John DeWitt. I call him Jittery John. He uh, was the uh, commander of all uh, uh, U.S. forces on the West Coast. In fact, he was a theater commander because his command was. Upgraded to uh, to theater of operations uh, status right after Pearl Harbor, and he just uh, he just went off the rails. He was uh, he was screaming and and um, uh, shouting that uh, the Japanese were over the city last night. The Japanese are coming. Um, he was he was hearing Japanese bombers uh, practically every other night, uh, and uh, of course that. Did nothing but uh, inspire fear in uh, in the populace. Uh, I'm talking to Bill Yenny, who's author of Panic on the Pacific: How America Prepared for a West Coast Invasion. On that issue of of the invasion, uh, do you get into the book and and what knowledge, what level of knowledge do we have of what the Japanese invasion plans 
would have been if they had gotten to that point. It's my understanding the only U.S. territory they ever held was Atu Island off of Alaska in the Aleutian chain, and that was essentially an operation meant to show the Japanese could hold U.S. soil for a period of time, even though it was a tiny island in the middle of the yeah, sort of freezing. I, yeah, go ahead, sir. Two islands, Atu and Kiska, both. There were, we go. Were invaded and occupied, and uh, Japanese held them for a whole year, and uh, that was uh, that was pretty disconcerting. Um, in, in fact, the Japanese had no, no plans to invade the West Coast. It was all hyperbole. But um, I suggest that uh, they had the assets where they could have. And um, in the back of the book, your, your listeners might, uh, might enjoy taking a look at the book and, uh, and reading about uh, uh, an elaborate scenario that I laid out about how they could have invaded uh, at various points on the on the west coast without uh, without significant resistance if that um, and uh, gotten ashore of course uh, in 1941 had they penetrated into uh, the rural west they would have encountered uh, uh, a virtually uh, universal uh, ownership of, uh, of rifles and handguns and uh, the uh, American people would have uh, would have been able to make quick work of them had they had they penetrated more deeply. Is, isn't that the, is it a Yamamoto quote that they couldn't invade the mainland because there'd be a rifle behind every bri- a blade of grass I know some people have questioned whether that's a, apocryphal or not but is, is that uh, is that one you've come I don't across know that he actually I don't know that he actually said that but the uh, the populace was was well armed I heard it during the Cold War people often said the Russians will never invade because everybody's got a gun um, and I, I, I've heard that that was said by by the Russians and I, but I don't know I wasn't there I didn't fair enough uh, let me ask you a bit about the preparations made on the west coast uh, in by civilians, uh, they were part of the panic. I mean, I assume a majority of the panic was uh, people who just had heard about this on the radio or reading about it in the newspapers. Were were they taking any actions themselves as citizens to prepare for a, pop, a possible Japanese invasion that never came? Well, there was not much that that they uh, that they could have done uh, to, to repel an invasion. The uh, as I said, the army was spread. Um, Almost ridiculously thin on the on the west coast. Um, Joe Stilwell, who uh, his, history buffs will remember as the uh, American commander in uh, China during World War II, he was at, on December seventh the uh, commander of the southern sector of the Western Defense Command, and he had a famous quote that uh, where where he said uh, Japanese could have landed anywhere, and after our our small stocks of ammunition ran out they could have shot us like pigs in a pen uh, but uh, and so that's the army uh, civilians um, they uh, they really had uh, had very little to uh, to uh, defend against something like that the uh, uh, certainly against air attack which was was assumed uh, to be the the first uh, the first thing that would happen is it happened at Pearl Harbor, and people had watched the newsreels of the London Blitz, and so they imagined uh, that sort of thing happening in L.A. and San Francisco and Seattle. And um, so there were blackouts, and uh, the blackout was the uh, sort of the, the signature uh, uh, defensive measure that uh, that 
was uh, was used up and down the west coast. If, if you black out a city, then the Japanese can't uh, can't spot it at night and uh, can't see where it, where it is and where they're going, and it's harder for them to attack. And of course, the blackouts uh, were at least at the uh, for the first couple of months were were pretty uh, pretty poorly executed. So it was you'd have uh, a huge swath of uh, of a city blacked out completely, and while downtown would be lit with all of its neon lights, and uh, and so it was very patchy and very difficult. A lot of comedy of errors, except for the uh, pedestrians that were hit by blacked out cars on blacked out streets, and uh, so it was uh, it was it was pretty much chaos, and the uh, and the leadership was uh, was uh, really. Uh, I would really give them a, a failing grade for for how they how they handled civil defense. Bill Yenny is author of Panic on the Pacific: How America Prepared for a West Coast Invasion. Bill sounds fascinating. Thank you very much for joining us, and uh, everybody should uh, take a look at the book on Amazon. Well, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you, sir. The Buck Sexton Show. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply.